Welcome to the Huh Podcast with Garrett, Micah, and my name is Christian. If this is your first time joining us, uh, welcome. Be sure to check out all the other episodes. And if you are listening to this, we would love for you uh, to subscribe to this podcast. And uh, if you'd like to give us a rating, that would be awesome. You don't have to, uh, but we would love that and really appreciate Only it. Only if it's a good one, though. Right? Only if it's a good rating. Yeah, Only five <laughs> stars, not less. I will accept four. <laughs> um, but on today's podcast, we've been going through spiritual disciplines. And today's spiritual discipline is about rest. And a lot of people do not get adequate sleep. A lot of people, uh, even further than sleep, they don't rest in general. They don't take a day for rest. And we know all the way from the Old Testament, God, uh, in the Ten Commandments, He commanded the people to set aside a day uh, called the Sabbath uh, and let that be a time of rest. And and, uh, so we're going to talk about that rest today, what that looks like and why so many people choose not to rest. Uh, So guys, I was uh, before we talk about rest, you know, when I think about it, think about sleep uh, and how everybody in America has a lack of sleep. And a lot of people attribute that to the Internet. Um, but I was reading something by the Cleveland Health Clinic, and surely it's reliable. Where's that out of? Uh, I guess Cleveland. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> I mean, it could be Cleveland, Tennessee. I don't I know. No... But Shout it out. looked pretty reliable. And it said that there are actually people that dream black and white. Now, I have huh. never dreamed black and white. Um, but that is something that makes me say, "Huh? Yeah, is that sure. possible? Do you do you dream? In, have you guys ever dreamed in black and white?" I I have actually. What? Um, but it's not been an entire dream of black and white. So I've had a couple of of dreams. Um, one of them was I was it was in color, and I was running from someone, and I was next to these train tracks, and I got shot, and I remember turning around. <laughs> what were you shot with? A gun. Shotgun. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And I remember turning around and, and looking down at my stomach, and it was red, and then all of a sudden it just went black and white. So that was one time. Another time so I that was, So that, I guess you didn't die in the dream, right? You just were shot. I don't know. Black up. and white rose. Okay, I was going to say, because what they say, if you die in a dream. Oh, yeah, no, that is true. Yeah. Oh, really? real life. You can't die in a dream. But I, I thought we just broke yeah. that myth there for Maybe a second. I don't know. I don't remember dying. Yeah. What's that it, movie? Inception and Interstellar? Yeah, Inception. Inception. Yeah, Inception. With yeah, all the yeah. dreams. Never seen it. I had another one, though, where it was black and white at the start, and I was outside, and there's a bunch of people looking up at the sky, and I looked up at the sky with them and saw this cloud that get, kept getting closer and closer, and I realized that it was Jesus coming down, and as soon as he hit the earth, the ground like this bursting of purple color came from it. And so it went from black and white to purple and, and then shades of orange exploded from it. And it was crazy. It was a really crazy dream. I remember that one really vividly. So, That's bizarre. He's you, really dreamed in black and white. Are you saying you're a prophet? No, he's or, saying that okay. I had a dream. He's chosen. So what yeah, kind of cloud did Jesus come in on? Was it like Stratus, Cumulonimbus? <laughs> I just want to have an Big idea. Big old puffy cloud. One of the puffy ones. <laughs> yeah, there one you of go. the puffy ones. Yeah, I don't think I've ever dreamed in black and white uh, that I can remember. Um, my dreams are typically more about like the content. Like I remember like what happened more than I remember what I saw. It doesn't surprise me that Garrett remembers the colors of his dreams <laughs> since he makes up stories in his head and, and uh, writes books in his head. I have crazy dreams. I can yeah. also... Well, uh, I believe that. I could I could lucid dream. Do you know what lucid dreaming is? Is that like where you come out of your body? Well, Isn't lucid kind of. seeing through something? No, lucid... It, What's that word? Lucifer. No. You have lucifer dreams? <laughs> Well, if you really want to know, Lucifer is actually uh, not a Hebrew word. All right, we'll continue on with what you were saying before. Let's Um, let's keep. So, lucid dreaming is where you dream and realize you're asleep. 
and then in the dream, you can make whatever you want happen. Oh, no. So you come to the realization inside the dream. It's like Inception, where you finally figure out that you're dreaming, and then once you figure out you're dreaming, you can do whatever you want in the dream. And, like, I want a cup of hot chocolate, and all of a sudden the hot chocolate's in your you hand. Can do I've, done, mm-hmm. I've done non-lucid dreaming, yeah. where I don't know if I'm dreaming or not. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what that's yeah. called. I feel like I Actually, the other night, I did it the other night. I, I had Ill- Is that illucid dreaming? Know. Is that what that would be? The other night I had a dream... <laughs> Have, have any of you ever seen the um, the show Outlander? It's it's a show based oh, off no. of it's this lady that time travels and goes no. back to the 1700s. Anyway, it's a, it's a pretty cool show, and I was I've been watching that a lot. And I had this dream that I had a student, and me and Isabella had accidentally gone back in time, and for some reason we had accidentally taken the student back with us. And it's a younger student. We had to raise the student, and partway through the dream, I was like, "This is a dream." And so I came to realization, and then um, I said, you know what would be nice in this time frame is to have a Dodge truck, and there was a Dodge truck right there, and so we wow. just drove around. What if you could do that in <laughs> the real life? Then he would have his truck back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, I not have my truck back. I, was, I mean, R. he brought R. it up. <laughs> he said Dodge oh, truck. That's man, on him. I miss my I don't truck. think I can lose the dream nah, yet. I, I, have I think no, I'm not close. Yeah. I just have the classic, like, monsters are chasing me kind Same. of dreams. Like, you know, like the, just like, it's chaotic, and I'm like running through the halls, can't find a door open, and then I wake up. I'm like, I don't know what that was. So. There, there are dreams, though, like you said, without a body, where you you dream and you can like feel yourself coming. You can leave your body and see it. That's actually something that happens in NDEs, near death experiences. Um, there's a did a you just really, abbreviate that? No, that's a medical term. NDE. Okay. Wow. It's a near death experience. Because I was about there's to a, just be like, what? really, there's there a really good medical school. <laughs> about to throw a flag on that one. <laughs> no, I, I promise you, I have a book that that oh, you there's this guy that <clears throat> I'd have to look up the website. I can't remember the website, but he records. He has people send in their near death experiences. How does he and prove he, these right? Though? Well, he. Vali- validates that verifies them um, and he, there's a there's a real big um, there's a lot of qualifications for him to be able to confirm that it's real um, but he compiles this list and he's compiled thousands and thousands of NDEs and every single one of them well not every single one but but like 85 70 percent of them something like some huge number um, of them in these near-death experiences, they experience themselves, their self coming out of their body, and they can physically, they can see their physical body, and then they can see the people around them that are weeping or that are frantically trying. He, he described this one woman described she was in surgery, she died in surgery, she left her body, and she saw and heard the doctor throw down his stuff and start cussing about her dying, and then. It went on, and she ended up coming back. And um, but but he said that that's recorded in thousands of near death experiences. It's a book I had to read it for for in my masters. It's a really cool. So book. do you think they actually? You think their soul actually leaves their body? Or, and this is deep. Or do you think it is a? They still don't recognize their consciousness, and it's hearing it, and then their brain is acting like a dream and replaying. Like for example, the mm-hmm. lady with the doctor. Do you think it was her consciousness that was like? Oh yeah, I hear it. Like she heard it, and then she just imagined. Let me ask you this: What's the difference between consciousness and soul? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. See, that's and that's the thing that he says is we don't understand why what's going on. We just can look at the information that we have and say that near death experiences are almost unanimously the same. And for some reason, some Mm -hmm. part of their consciousness or soul is leaving and. 
returning, moving on yeah. somewhere else. And there's a whole <laughs> lot of other attributes of those NDEs that are similar too. Um, That's a whole like, lot of stuff that'll so, make you say, "Huh." I'll tell you right what, <laughs> that is <laughs> a cool book. I need that a is a huh. For all the podcasts all we've the ever podcasts done, right there, the that was the time. That was uh, a uh-huh for all eternity. That right is there. interesting. Uh, it's, like it's by, it was written by a neurosurgeon it. too, um, so he doesn't know much about anything. No man, especially brain operations. Um, I cannot remember. Well, while you're looking, um, we'll move on, and then okay. you can tell us later. That is awesome to end our huh podcast. So, um, yeah, today we are continuing our as Christian said, our spiritual disciplines, and we're looking forward to that. Uh, and so the reason. You know, we're talking about being still and talking about rest. Uh, well, yeah, sorry, talking about rest. I had a note. I just skipped ahead. Spoiler alert. Um, and uh, rest. Did you find it? Yeah, it's okay. Go ahead. Evidence of the afterlife: the mm. science of NDEs. Wow. Um, Who wrote it? Um, you got to give that, him a shout out. You have that book? Yeah, I have it. I'll let you. It's well, it's oh by God. Jeffrey Long and Paul Perry. Yeah. Let me <laughs> let me borrow it and I'll give it to Christian so he can read it. And it <laughs> no, that yeah. does sound interesting. I just can't read. So. Um, we're talking about rest, and you know, rest is one of probably um, proportionately the most important for how much it's overlooked. Um, meaning, not that it's the most important period, but for as much as it's overlooked, uh, it's that important. Uh, and people often just, you know, well, I'll get rest when I'm dead, or I'll, you know, I'll slow down when when life slows down for me. Uh, and I don't know if you guys can can um, come to terms with what I'm about to say, but for me, every step of my life, I thought the next step's going to be easier. <laughs> so, like, middle school is like, oh, my gosh, when I get to high school, life's going to be so easy. I'm going to get my license during high school. I'm going to be able to, you know, psych. Not true. Um, when high school, I was like, you know, when I get to college, life will get easier. I'll be freedom. on my own. Yeah, freedom. <laughs> I get to, you know, I had a pretty good life in high school and middle school. I can't can't act like freedom was a big deal, but... Um, you know, things are changing. We get to walk down the road to Dollar General and go get cookies, and no one can tell me I can't, right? Because I'm in college. Icing with your cookies. Yeah. And no one can. That's only Uh-oh. Garrett, folks. Um, Adolf, he would eat tubs of icing. I would spoon Not it out. Not in one sitting. Oh, y'all told he got me, close. Y'all told me the story yeah. of the game. Have we said it on here? Because uh, we don't want to read. One day. That'll be a hunt for one day. That'll be a hunt for one day. Just be a nice um, And then after, you know, college, I just remember, you know, there was weeks and months, I'm sure you guys remember, where all of the homework seemed to stack up all at once, and it was just so stressful. Yeah. I was like, man, if I can just get into ministry, this is for me, but other college people might might be another career. When I get to that next step, it's going to be so much easier. I'm going to have my own place to live. I'm going to have a job. I'm going to be able to come home at 5 o'clock. and, and you worry know, about money. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and, and every step of the way. And then even for me, with my – I was the youth and children's minister, and we hired a children's minister director. So I even for the last four years have thought – when I can split, when we can make that job two jobs, life will be so much easier. And every step of the way, I've been wrong. Uh, and I still continue to like yeah. think that way. I'm like, maybe the next step. So life doesn't get... I'll try to say this without being so factual about it. Life doesn't always get easier for us at that next step. Uh, there might be times in your life where a step you take is a little easier than the previous one. Um, but life doesn't just get easier at 28. You know, There's no like time frame where life is just easier now. Um, you know, you got There's financial struggles, on. then yeah. then maybe getting married, then kids, and then grandparenting, and then all this stuff. So so it doesn't get easier. So we have to find times to rest. Um, we have to find times to rest consistently throughout our lives. We can't say, I'll wait until the next season of my life, or, you know, I'll wait until whatever uh, to rest. We have to find times to rest. 
And I think, so there is a balance between, um, sometimes you need to, I mean, I believe, you know, God, uh, six days out of the week, we are to work and we are to do the things. Yeah. Um, but on that seventh day that, uh, when God created the world, he rested. And it was an example for, for, for us that, that later on, when we see the 10 commandments that he made it, he made it an obligation that, Hey, you are to take a Sabbath and you are to remember mm-hmm. the Sabbath. And, uh, you know, I think for six days we are to go hard. You know, you can have fun in there, of course, but I do believe that we are to do, you know, what God has called us to do, whether like for us, we're all in ministry. So we, for six days, we go hard, do ministry and those things. But I do still believe even as ministers, and I don't do my rest day on Sunday, um, because I think when you're ministering, I just don't like to do it on Sunday because I feel Mm -hmm. like I don't get as much rest most Sundays. Uh, So I like Saturdays, just keeping my Saturdays to myself. But even in, uh, you know, I think some people are just, they are so focused on like, you know, I just got to work hard, work hard. I got to stay up, man. I got to grind. I got to, whether it's for their business or not. And, and I believe that's true, but I believe it. I believe even in the grind, um, even in uh, when you're working hard for something that still could be good, it could be for ministry. It could be for something that's good within the world. I think even in the grind that the rest is so crucial. And if we forget it, one, I believe our health will decline. Yeah, yeah for and, sure. And, you know, I think you could research days and days on that, just the decline in health because people don't rest. But two, I think spiritually you will be drained Mm. if you do not take a day um, to have a Sabbath, if you do not take a a full day just to rest. And that doesn't mean you just have to lay on the couch and watch Netflix. Yeah. Um, Right. And that, and that rest is, and I'm sure I'm going to let Garrett take this because I know this is probably what he's thinking, but that rest is more than just a physical rest, you know, and it's a pointed rest. It's a strategic rest, right? Well, that, and it's a perpetually binding moral law. And what I mean by that is, that was a one lot of, of big words. <laughs> yes, please tell you. Hold on, let me, tell one more time. Slower. Let me write it down. Perpetually binding moral law. Meaning it's four a words, law that what. doesn't end perpetually. It goes on and on. It's binding, meaning it's written. And it's moral because it was something that God handed down. And we have that in the form of the Ten Commandments, that remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Of all the Ten Commandments, I think that one's the hardest one for us to constantly keep because we don't see it as being a big deal. But it is. It's binding in the Ten Commandments, and then it's binding in the New Covenant that we have in Jesus because Jesus commands us to rest too. Um, You know, we see it. In Exodus, that we're remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. But then listen in Matthew 11, listen to to what Jesus says um, about about rest as a whole. Um, he doesn't just say remember the Sabbath and keep it holy, but he talks about what it means to find rest. Um, Matthew 11:28 through 30, he says, "Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest." Take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, the whole point of the Sabbath is to rest. It's to take a break from everything. And I think one of the issues with obeying this covenant, with this bor- this morally binding law, well, you, is you we don't forgot perpetually. perpetually. Oh, yeah. perpetual. <laughs> um, one of the issues with us remembering to keep it is we don't know how. Yeah. I mean... How do you rest? For me personally, and this is one of my pitfalls. Yeah, let's answer when, that. I think um, well, for so in back in November, 
Wendell retired, the senior minister that was at Freedom, and I became the senior minister, but we didn't have a youth minister. So I was doing the youth ministry, the senior ministry. I was coaching basketball. I was doing my master's. Um, and I just had a lot going on at that one time. What else? And Andy had a wife. I, 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 Is that it? I might have had more. I don't just know. Just four things? Just, Jeez. No, it's five just things. Just kidding. I didn't count. Thanks. So. I don't know. Anyway, it was a lot. And you know, in my mind, I was thinking, I can't take a rest day. So for seven days a week, I was burning the candle at both ends. And it was difficult. We, we just hired a youth minister. And I'm not coaching basketball right now. I have the summer off from school. Um, and it's still difficult for me to stop mm-hmm. and, and to rest. And, and even on those days of rest, a lot of times I don't find rest. And, and so it's hard to do that. And I think what Jesus is saying here is, you know the Sabbath. You know this is a binding law handed down to God to rest. How do you do that? You come to me. Come to me, and I'll give you the rest that you don't know how to gain on your own. That's an awesome point because, too, like, I think the whole reason God tells us to rest and the reason this commandment is so important is because when we truly rest and we take that day of rest, even with all the craziness going on in our weeks, uh, everybody's week's crazy. Look, we get it. Everybody has stuff going on in their lives. That's that's inevitable and that's no doubt that people have stuff going on. But even in the craziness of everything going on, the great part about rest is, and why it's so important, is because when we rest and we take a day of rest, that shows our full reliance on God. Mm. So the same verse that you read that, that Jesus said, come to me um, and I will give you rest, uh, us resting is showing that hey we're coming to Jesus and though we have thousands of things to do and we feel like this world won't rotate on its own without us even though there's so much going on when we go to Jesus and give that day rest that is us going to Jesus and saying Mm -hmm. look Jesus I rely on you and and that's what the Christian walk is it's that we know and we become we come humbly before God saying God I can't do anything without you I know that you work every molecule and atom within Mm. my body to let it work. I know you're the reason my lungs uh, have air to breathe. God, I I realize that, and I'm coming to you for rest because I can't do it on my own. Yeah, And and I think that's why rest is so important is because when you rest, you are coming to Jesus. But it's also important, and and I think what I'm learning in this is rest doesn't just happen by us taking a day off. True rest. I mean, you can just take a day off and and feel, you know— Okay, well, that was nice, but if you want to truly be rested in that day off, you need to make sure that you're coming to Jesus. I had a professor in school who um, was in ministry for 20 years, Dave, uh, Dave Wheeler, and he told us in class once, he said, he just admitted, I, I got burnt out. He said, I was burning the candle at both ends. My marriage was was um, at risk. I was beginning to, to have a broken relationship with Christ and my elders told me just take a day off or just take a week off go go do something and he said he went to a hotel and he just laid in bed for a week and he came back and he said he didn't feel any different and he looked at our class and he said the reason was because in my rest I didn't rest successfully I I didn't rest in Jesus I didn't take time to dive into the word while I was resting. I didn't hand it over to him in my rest. I just 
was resting restlessly. Yeah. Um, and, and so, and, and I'm noticing in my life that I'm kind of walking down that dangerous path of not being willing to rest in him, but just to say, well, I'll take this day off. Mm. Um, and there's a difference between taking the day off and resting in, yep. in Jesus for sure. Yeah. yeah I think, uh, that's kind of what I was setting you up for earlier as far as the, the pointed rest, uh, targeted rest. It's not just a physical, uh, you know, I'm a, sleep in today and I'm going to, you know, not do any work. It's, it's a rest that we are actively, it's kind of funny. We're actively, we're doing something in our rest. We're actively trying to grow deeper in our relationship. It's not a, it's not just, it it can serve as a physical rest, but it's not just a physical rest. It's a spiritual rest. And, and the verse for me that, that sticks out and we're actually doing right now, uh, for our student ministry, amazing race in place. Um, and this is our theme is be still. Uh, and I kind of, because of the COVID-19 pandemic and being home and kind of being stuck at home, I chose to do this because the thought behind it is, were we being still with a purpose right. for the last three months or were we just still? Uh, and, and that makes all the difference. And so Psalm 4610, um, it says, it's, I've got a, a CSB, Christian Standard Bible, but it says, Stop your fighting and know that I am God. It's exalted among the nations, exalted on the earth. Other translations say, Be still and know that I am God. That's probably a little more well-known. Um, but that, that phrase, be still, Garrett can probably tell you uh, the Hebrew word. It's Rafa, or Rafa, however you say that. And it basically just means to surrender. Uh, and now they were in a time of war at this time, so that he God was talking to them specifically and was just saying, you know, he wasn't actually saying surrender the war, but he was saying, surrender your fears. You're in a war, surrender, be still. And he says, stop fighting in, in this translation. You know, but that can translate for us, you know, be still, surrender. So whatever it is, you know, and all of us have a different thing that we need to surrender, uh, probably yeah. a lot of things. But uh, for one, for me, I was telling my students, we're walking through this series about being still and knowing who God is. Um, and the, the important part, and this verse sets up for it, and this is what we're doing this Sunday. So any students that listen, you get a little bit of a sneak peek. But it's we need to be still so that we can know God. Yeah. You know, the being still is, is good, right? Be still, surrender, be calm um, in this passage. Stop fighting. Um, but so that you can know God. Right? It says stop your fighting and know that I am God. And so, yeah, be still is great, but we need to be doing something while we're being still, and that's knowing God. I, th- I think a... That so what you're reading there is God's command right. to us to be still. Right. And the Psalms, David gives us a perfect example of a prayer for that during that stillness. So so kind of take what you just read and see that okay, God is saying be still. And then we take this from the Psalms. This is Psalm 51. You can read the entire thing and and have the entire thing as a prayer. It's it's no it's it's a prayer of restoration. Um, and if you read the subtext underneath it, it says that this is a psalm of David from when the prophet of Nathan came to him after he had just gone to Bathsheba. Right. So this is taking place after the lowest point of David's life. So essentially, it would be like the most stressful time or the time where everything is working against him and he's just sick of it all. And he he prays this psalm, 51, and in verses 10 through 13, he says, God, create a clean heart for me and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore the joy of your salvation to me and sustain me by giving me a willing spirit. Then... 
I will teach the rebellious your ways and sinners will return to you. So he's saying in that rest, he's saying, God, I need you and your spirit to restore me, to rejuvenate me, to set me back after everything that's just gone on within me. And the only way that I can go and reach the lost, teach the rebellious, and bring people to you is if you restore me and bring me rest through your spirit first. Uh, that's a beautiful prayer um, for Psalm 51 that that follows what God asks us, tells us to do when we surrender and be still to him. But how do we do that? We, we ask for restoration through his spirit, and we remember that that comes through Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like that that phrase, you know, that, that verse 13, that I will teach the rebellious your ways and sinners will return to you. Um, well, let me back up. Restore the joy of your salvation to me and sustain me by giving me a willing spirit. Then I will teach the rebellious your ways. And I think that's a great... Mm-hmm. Um, we see evidence of Jesus, and we could go back and we could flip through the Gospels in in minutes. We could probably count fifteen or twenty, just rattle off mm-hmm. times that Jesus retreated before and after what we would consider bigger events or miracles. You know, the feeding of the five thousand, walking on water, all that stuff. Um, we can account for those. We can go back and we can see, and we see it again here. Well, we see it before Jesus was on Earth with David. You know, he said, "Restore me." Then I will go and tell your ways, and I think uh, we're we're full time ministers as far as that's what we get paid to do. But other people, you know, listeners, you should be, in a sense, full time ministry as well. Whatever you do, whether whether you're a student in high school, student in college, whether you're an adult that has another job, whether you're a stay at home mom, stay at home dad, whatever that looks like, your full time life job is ministry, is sharing the gospel, and in order for us to be successful in as David puts it, teaching the rebellious your ways, we need to be filled with you. Yeah. Uh, you know, our student ministry name here at Jamestown is Overflow, and it's because our ministry, what we what we try to do here in our community, is simply an overflow of our relationship with Jesus. Right. And and in order to have an overflow, we have to be still and be yeah. filled up and allow Jesus to do that. that. That word you talked about in Hebrew then, that in the Hebrew wording, that would be what is known as a hinge word, where you can't have the phrase that follows it without the phrase that's before it. Right. Yeah. So you have to have God creating a clean heart, God right. restoring, God renewing him yeah. for the spirit then, in order to get to the hinge right. word that brings you the yeah. result. That's, a, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Just kind of thinking about... Um, you know, even as I go before my week, I need to be renewed so that I can go out and do the will of God for yeah. anybody. You don't have to be a minister to do that. You need to be renewed. Uh, yeah, we need, just get, we're lucky enough yeah. we get paid to do it. Exactly, it should be we, everyone's full time yeah. calling. And um, but yeah, you, even whether you're a school teacher, whatever it might be, you need to be renewed to go out and do God's will yeah. for His glory. Yeah. Uh, que- all right, question here. Well, all right, we've talked a lot about rest and you know spiritual rest and being renewed and being still. What about for, let's say, our middle school and high school students that are listening right now? Since we've been quarantined since, dang, March, basically, they've been on rest since March. Uh, so we think about our middle school, high school students. They have basically been on rest since March. Mm. And, you know, they haven't. How do you rest if all you do is rest? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's my question. Yeah, how do you rest if all you've been doing is rest? Uh, so, so I think let's talk about that. If they've been resting, they've been. I know they've been watching Netflix. I talked to mine the other day. I had a student actually. I was actually proud of them. They were watching Saved by the Bell. Uh, oh, awesome show. show. <laughs> Even before remember, our time. See, I but, remember <laughs> watching that on reruns. Exactly. I watched like, it on Nickelodeon. Watching, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so 
I know they're watching things, and I know they're watching movies, and they're going through them. So obviously they are rested. But I think you could be rested, as you talked about, and still not be rested, if that makes sense. So how do you rest successfully? Like your professor, he slept all day or yeah. laid in bed all day, but he still wasn't rested. How yeah. do you rest successfully? And maybe let's give some examples for people, like what rest looks like for our in mm. our lives. Uh, maybe whether it's the day you take or what you do throughout the week. week mm-hmm. uh, what, what does that rest look like? So let, let me give you context from Philippians. Um, there is a passage in Philippians that is often quoted. Anyone want to guess what that passage is? Um, one one, <laughs> uh, two seven. Did I get it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got the entire double thing. that one. Double yeah. that one and subtract one. Hey, there you go. Nice. You like that quick math? Yeah, good. So I, uh, I since we're doing huh things for all you guys at home, if you are uh, like, oh, where's Philippians? God eats potato chips in the New Testament. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. God. God eats, eats potato chips. Eats Wow. There you go. That's pretty cool. So uh, the great uh, the great Bucky, Jason Bucky Walters taught me that one uh, many a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know. (laughs) God eats potatoes. The thing about that passage in Philippians, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's used and commandeered so much by like sports athletes, um, people that are going, that that just Mm. say, you know, anything I want to do, if I have God on my side, I will do it. Um, Did you do you remember the uh, Super Bowl a few years ago? The Ravens 49ers. It was the Harbaugh battle, and they had a Ray Lewis mic'd up in the pregame. It was his last game. He was retiring, oh, and he uh, quoted uh, the scripture about uh, "No enemies that stand against me shall prosper." That was <laughs> that's a, hey, but that's pretty hard. To I mean, it might not hey, be accurate, but they they won the Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure. I think the I'll, Ravens won that. I'll one. say is anybody going against Ray Lewis is not going to prosper. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> it's at least inside the lines of the football field. In the football um, field, yes. But anyway, sorry, that reminded me of taking That's, things out of context. But anyway. The, the point um, is, I, I think we could all say that if God is on our side, anything is possible. But when Paul wrote this, he's talking about suffering in, 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 in chapter 4. He's saying, in any suffering, and anything that goes wrong and any persecution and any hardships i can do all things through christ who gives me strength mm-hmm. that's philippians 4:13 yeah. what leads up to that is is just as important in philippians 4 listen to what he says in philippians 4 starting in verse 4 he says rejoice in the lord always i will say it again rejoice let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now, we have to remember that through this chapter 4, he's talking about suffering. He's talking about the mundane, the mundanity of life, um, and, and that that applies right now to us, you know, students that are not having anything to do, um, people that are worried or fearful of the pandemic that's around us, um, about the craziness in, in the political spheres. It's really easy for us to look at this from a suffering perspective and say, oh my gosh, I can't find rest. I can't find peace. I can't find anything, any satisfaction. I'm just like, floating through um, an abyss right now. And what Paul says is, if that's what you're going through, the way out of that is to rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. 
rejoice. And when we rejoice, when in our rest we turn to God and we worship, we praise his name, we turn and, and draw near to him, even in suffering, in defeat, in craziness, that's when we find peace. And and I think right now is the hardest time to rejoice. Um, I see that we're having, now that we're coming out of worshiping online and we're worshiping in person, it's a lot more, it doesn't feel like people are prepared to worship. Yeah. It's like, I don't really feel rejoiceful right now. I don't feel like I want to be worshiping. Um, but now if we want to have peace, if we want to have rest, rejoicing and worshiping and, and joining in thanksgiving is one of the prerequisites of that peace and of that rest. Yeah, and, and you know, I think, what you said and what we look at Paul saying here in Philippians is is rest is not rest is not found in our bed at home. Rest is not found in our home. Rest is not found any location. So rest may be different for everybody. Rest is just simply found in Christ. Yeah. So if you find Christ in nature, you know, if that's kind of where you like, you know, when I get out and I see the trees and I smell the flowers and that's where I feel like I'm closest to God, that's where you need to rest. You know, that's that's mm. well, that's a place you should rest, uh, not the only place. You know, for me, it's being off alone. It doesn't really matter where I am, but just being alone. I can be at home. Yeah. I can, and and a, a major thing is not having a distraction. Um, for me, if I'm at home, I'm likely to turn on the TV uh, or to play video games. But if I'm out, uh, one place in the last few months that has become kind of this place for me is is playing golf. Um, we'll get out. I'll get out. I'll put on same, bro. Yeah, I put on my my headphones and I will go by myself. <laughs> in the last few months, it has not been walking because it has been miserably hot. <laughs> um, but prior to the extreme heat, I would walk, and so I would be out there for hours, and it almost felt, you know, obviously wasn't, but it almost had that mentality of being stranded, uh, and and you know I'm off, and for the next four hours. I'm doing nothing but hitting a golf ball and I'm talking to God primarily and I'm spending time with God and I'm trying to be filled up or trying to allow him to fill me up. So it's important as, you know, Christians posing that question of, you know, what does rest look like for us? You know, for me, it's just getting out and, and honestly exercising. There's something I, I don't really like exercise. Um, so when I'm exercising, I feel a sense of wanting to quit or, you know, and so in my weakness, we see in scripture in our weakness, Christ is made stronger. And so even in my physical weakness, when I'm worn out, you know, tired, I'm ready to go home, sit on the couch, watch TV. I spend those moments thanking God one for the ability to do it. And, and that helps me continue to revolve my mind around, around God. You said rest does look different for everybody. Yeah. So yeah. For you, the yeah. listener, like rest is going to be where you rejuvenate with Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and for and to be honest, the key it can be part different. is with Jesus. Yes, yeah. and with like with Jesus that that because remember when you rest, it is you going to Jesus. You're relying on Him to give you that rest, to give you that spiritual um, rest that you need. And I think it's different for everybody, and it's different for everybody per week for most people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Especially like I'm a guy like I don't have like plain weeks. I'm not very like do this, do this, regimented. do this, do that. Yeah, not very regimented, not very routine. Uh, and sometimes rest looks like uh, me just spending time with my family. Yeah. Uh, maybe like last weekend, I was at, we stayed at the pool all day uh, and just rested there. Sometimes it looks like me just sitting on the couch with a book. 
Sometimes I'm at the golf course. I mean, they're, they're, I think there's so we could name forever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. what do you do? Something you enjoy? Do something that brings not any stress. Now, if golf brings you too much stress, yeah. uh, I know it could be yeah. stressful. Like I get mad playing it. Uh, if it brought me too much stress, I would just have to quit playing it because yeah. it wouldn't bring me the rest I like when I do mm. play it. But find something that you enjoy. Find something that you love to do. Uh, but that something that in it or that through it, it brings you to think about Jesus. You have the time to sit. Uh, maybe you meditate on his word uh, for a few minutes. Maybe you just sit and pray. Maybe it's you're going on a hike and you go hammock somewhere and you just get time to be alone with God. Whatever it is, it's going to be different. Let it be different. Try out different things. Mm. Uh, and I encourage you to research different ways to rest. There are tons of places online. There's tons of great books you can get. Look those up and find a way to rest. But I know when you rest and you show that reliance on God that even though you might feel like you have a lot of things to do, I guarantee that you're still going to be able to get those done. Um, sometimes I believe if you do rest, you can get stuff done quicker than if you took an extra day yeah. for work. Yeah. It's yeah. just the way it works. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. Well, you know, I think if you look at Scripture, like we said, you know, in order to teach the rebellious, we have to be rested. And so if yeah. we're not taking that time, we're spreading ourselves, you know, super thin. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, you look at Jesus' life, it's pretty important rest before he started doing what we know as his three years of ministry. Um he went in the desert and fasted, right? Like mm-hmm. that was his time of rest. It's <laughs> a brutal time of rest. I mean, he can't eat, can't, you know, I mean, it, being tempted the whole time. That was his time of rejuvenation, literally spending those days only with God. But but then also constantly throughout his ministry. Right, he right. Would, the disciples yeah, right, talk yeah. all the time about him getting away. Exactly. That wasn't yeah. his only time, but yeah. it's clear there is there is a order of events that sh- needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that is rest, then go out and yeah. work. And, and Jesus did it. I mean, so if he did it, then obviously that's something yeah. we should do. You know what I mean? And I think it's good to know that maybe you're somebody older that's listening and um, you have a full-time job and you have kids yeah. and uh, you feel like you can't have no rest. I know this, that the world will go around on its axis perfectly fine <laughs> if you take a day off. Yeah. Uh, if you take a day off, I promise you the world's not going to shut down. And just to remember that, I think that comes with you know a humbleness that okay, hey, the world doesn't uh, need me today. I need time with God today. Yeah. Uh, and just remember that. Now for high schoolers, middle schoolers, I know you've had a lot of times of rest with uh, maybe you've been filling it with sports or just hanging right. out with your buddies, watching Netflix on social media, on TikTok, whatever it might be. Uh, kind of think. You're in a constant state of rest during the summer. What can you do to fill that rest with something that rejuvenates you to be closer to God? Or makes so that rest that. successful. Exactly. Yeah. Make that rest successful. You don't want to waste your times of rest. Yeah. Um, you right. do want them to bring you closer to Christ at the same time. Yeah. Purposeful. Yeah. So we've given yeah. you hopefully some even practical tips, talked about rest, and uh, hopefully you're a little more um, informed about what biblical rest looks like. Again, we, we don't want to give you opinion. Uh, uh, personal opinion. We just try to give you scriptural opinion. And I think we've done that here today. We've given you scriptures. Uh, so if you uh, missed one, I, I can't remember every single scripture we've said, and I can't give you the exact verse. Just rewind it, and you'll find it. Uh, and so go back and read those. See what God says, what Jesus says about rest. See what Jesus did in his life there in the Gospels uh, to, to continue to have rest in his life. Uh, and hopefully you will apply those. Hopefully you'll apply those to your life and... Uh, be rested and be filled up with Christ. And, and if you have any questions or maybe there's anything that 
questions about rest or questions about things in the Bible or just anything yeah. in general that you have a question about. It can be silly or serious. Uh, hey, ask, message me, Micah or Garrett. Uh, if you have us on Instagram or have our numbers, feel free to shoot Instagram. us a message. Garrett doesn't have Instagram. Your, so. The student ministry does, and they can uh, get to you through that, though. Yeah, yeah. So true. just yeah, shoot us a message. Uh, we would love FCC to student uh, answer your question. Also, wow. okay. guys, we talked about the dreams. All right. At the mm. first, we talked about dreams in black and white. The Cleveland Health Clinic says this. That today, 75% of people dream in color, hmm. which one, that blows my mind. What about the other 25? Yeah. That's what I'm wondering. 25% of people still don't dream in color. But it says this. It says before color television, just 15% of people dreamed in color. Dang. That, I feel like that's not a real... Like I feel like that is not an accurate stat, but it could be. Yeah, this like Cleveland. I said, Gary, you're the only person I've met that's even had close of a dream. Yeah. This Cleveland like, clinic must be out of Cleveland, like, Tennessee. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know, man. It shows you that your how how impactful your influences though that, are yep. on your dreams. I mean, everything that I dream is something that has happened to me before. I also often dream a lot about what I watch on TV. So if wow. back in the day everything was in color or black and white, like TV wise, Makes I mean, sense. Yeah. yeah, it's what they uh, what you put in. It's what tell you what. Out. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. So do they dream in radio too? <laughs> Maybe every all the voices were radio <laughs> voices. I don't know. Static. I don't know. Man. I know. Like for that me, is a crazy. Uh, statistic. But, but yeah, before TV, you just heard voices in your dreams and you static because yeah. the channels that are dead. <laughs> For me personally, like I can, I can sit down if I get bored, and I, my wife makes fun of me for this. But if I get bored, I can sit down and watch a movie in my head. Like I can just replay the movie and, and watch it in my head. We're, we're um, going to start a segment of things Garrett shouldn't say on the podcast. <laughs> yep, that's number and one. No, this is like number five. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> and we're only twelve episodes in. But but I, continue though. Mind of Garrett. Hey well, everybody, welcome like, to the things Garrett shouldn't say on the. We're gonna podcast. start another podcast called the Mind of Garrett. Hey, oh, mind dude, Garrett. I would be in. We're, me and Mike are gonna pick and we're just gonna sit his here. brain and just talk. I about love it. it. I think we do it. Well, the reason I'm saying that is <laughs> that I watch it like that is because it, it's not even just with movies. Like my imagination, I can come up with stories in my head and watch them play out which is pretty cool but i think you know that's kind of how people do that with with dreams and they re-watch something and it's like a projector in their brain yeah. and um i don't know i'll tell you what i've learned a lot about a garrett over the years being his roommate for a few years and just uh you know i've only known him for i'm telling you year, he, and i feel like i know a lot there now. are some neurologists out there that would yeah. want to pick that brain i think <laughs> and see what's going on in there we need garrett to be a test subject. i'm telling you i think we do need to start that things garrett thinks about podcast or whatever uh no but we'll you don't want to go inside that no though. no <laughs> it's a, i know some of it and boy you're right um Let's close out with, with some more Jesus. Christian, why don't you that. close out in prayer, man? I will. I'll, I'll pray for us. Um, <laughs> pray for Garrett. <laughs> we'll pray for Garrett. Yeah, I'll put him at the top of your prayer list. God, we love you, God, and we thank you for this podcast. God, we thank you, um, God, for uh, whoever might be listening to this right now. We pray that you would just give them rest in their souls, God, rest in their heart. Um, God, that um, even in a time of chaos or a time where their soul just seems like it doesn't have rest or their mind, they're worrying about things or whatever it might be, God, we pray that uh, they would come to you, Jesus, that the ultimate form of rest is them, um, God, just giving everything to you and just uh, just fully giving it over, God. And we pray that they would be able to do that, that they would run to you, uh, God, that, and you would give them the rest that you promise. Um, so we just pray uh, that we would be able to rest, that we would... 
use it as a form of worship, God, and, and a practice of us loving you. In Jesus' name, amen.